we want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Good morning, New Song family. We are in some weather outside that I have not seen in at least since I've been here. I've never seen it this cold. Uh, we wanted to do our service online today to um, keep everyone safe, especially our volunteers, the cleaning crew, the worship team, the kids ministry, everyone that helps make Sunday service happen. We didn't want them to, I didn't want to put them in a position that they had to come to church if it was icy outside and maybe the weather reports are going to change and maybe the roads are going to be okay but what a perfect opportunity for us all to be together in one platform uh, those that have been staying home and those who've been coming to church we're all together today online so make sure to say hello to your friends interact whether you're on facebook or youtube both places you can say things i won't interact with you yet i won't uh, say anything till later i'll look at these comments but say hello to one another. Um, you can even distract them from listening. It's fine with me. I rather you have community today. So go ahead, say hello, say say uh, where you're coming from, where you're watching from. Oh, Colorado, oh, how great. Well, it's glad, uh, I'm glad we're here together on Valentine's Day. This Sunday falls on Valentine's Day. How perfect to celebrate love god's love on uh the lord's day we're in a series we're calling filled we're talking about the fruit of the spirit the gifts of the spirit and what a better opportunity to talk about love than right in the middle of the series god is good we are talking about how who and why jesus wants us to be filled with the holy spirit and and as the holy spirit filled people and gave them graces to prophesy and speak in tongues and other gifts the spirit brought the church together like they never had been before the holy spirit is the um divine uh unifier and what a perfect time to need unity in the church and to talk about the holy spirit because the holy spirit brings us together in fact the Holy Spirit was bringing the people together so much in, in the Corinthian church and other ones that Paul thought, I need to take a moment, I need to stop, and I need to talk about the most important Holy Spirit gift there is, and that is the gift of love. Because you see, this is what, this is what was happening. People from all ethnicities, all cultures, all different cities, all different backgrounds were all coming into church, Jews and Gentiles, and the church was growing. And when you have a lot of people in the church, you're gonna probably have some problems. And um, there's, it's nothing new to be uh, having problems with disunity, even way back at the first church. So, so Paul said, we need to throw in here between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, two of the greatest chapters on talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need to throw in here a poetic composition that you can use at your weddings uh, called the Ch love chapter. No, that's not really what was going on here. In fact, there were no 
chapters in the Bible. They were, it was one big letter and right in the middle of this letter, um, he didn't just throw in here something good to use at weddings. Although 1 Corinthians is um, usually used for that. I wouldn't say it's a bad idea, but it's that's not why it was written. It was written to uh, encourage the believers uh, to be unified and to encourage them to um, not neglect all of the gifts. And one of the gifts is love. It's a peculiar ballad-like exhortation in the middle of these two chapters. And this is what it's saying. And this is going to be kind of a run-on sentence, but I kind of tried to summarize it. It's, a, it, it's saying this. Uh, with all of these new ch churchgoers and new diversity comes a responsibility. As important as it is to prophesy and speak in tongues and do your ministry at church. Those are all important. I guess there's a comma here. Don't forget that as much as you seek after the gifts or the graces is more a better translation. Don't neglect seeking after the Holy Spirit to fuel everything you do with love. Everything that you do must be fueled with love. Love, the greatest, most anointed, most spirit-filled, most spirit-soaked, dripping over spiritual grace and spiritual thing there is in the world. That's what love is. So how appropriate that we talk about it today. Say hi. Hi. What do you think of love? What does love mean to you? Like God. Oh, there you go. Like God. What a perfect answer. As we dive into this uh, today, could you uh, say, uh, would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for your gift of love for us. Help us to learn to be more spirit-filled by letting the gift of love flow like rivers out of our everyday lives. In Jesus' name, amen. What if the church had love flow out of them like rivers every day of their life, like John 7.37 talks about? I don't think there would be one person that wouldn't want Jesus in their life. Um, I watched a, a spiritual person that I kind of looked up to in my life. And he was talking about being spirit-filled, talking about the Holy Spirit. And one day I caught him in private treating someone kind of bad. And he wasn't showing love at all. And for a moment it was discouraging. But obviously we all have our moments. We're not all perfect. You don't put anyone on a pedestal. But it reminded me that we should not forget if you want to be like Jesus, the true test usually comes in private. When other people aren't watching, when you're not on a stage, when you're not in front of people and you think people um, see what you're doing, it's usually in private. How you treat people when nobody is watching. That's the true test of whether you're filled with love or if you're full of something else. But imagine this bottle right here was love. And um, I was to uh, want to explain it to you. I would explain it in four ways. The price for this bottle, the directions on the side of it, which is very important, 
the ingredients and then if you look at the bottom it has an expiration date it's always really important to look at all four of these uh, let's first look at the price of love okay and we're gonna find that in 1st Corinthians 12 chapter 31 well I thought 1st Corinthians 13 was the love chapter well it is but as you know there were no chapter divisions when Paul wrote this letter he's just uh, going from thought to thought and we divide it up so that it helps us to know where we're at so if you look um, at the chapter before he's talking about the spiritual gifts and uh, some of the other spiritual gifts and um, then he goes into this uh, thought about love and he, in 1 Corinthians 12 31 he says eagerly desire the greater gifts now I want to show you the most excellent way and then he goes into talking about love if you look at the um, the the original Greek when he says eagerly desire the greater gifts um, that word there is not gifts at all really it's the word charismata uh, which means grace in our language and that would be a better way to explain this why because I think in the church and um, you can understand this too that often uh, when people talk about spiritual gifts which the word was never they, they were never called gifts in the original they were always called graces or spiritual things that um, we look at certain people with certain gifts and we say oh look at them and we think there's a hierarchy in the church of different gifts well I have this gift well I have this gift and really my, the point uh, here I want to make is that Paul never says um, that you earn these things they're grace to you you get grace grace is getting something that you don't deserve so there are many people that aren't necessarily mature Christians that receive grace as you receive these different graces in your life you grow and you mature and they turn into not just graces but fruit in your life and that's real maturity that um, that happens and the work of, that happens through the work of the Holy Spirit so anyways he says here eagerly desire the greater gifts or the greater graces the point I'm making here is that grace is free so the price of love is free it's a free gift you're welcome that you get uh, next I want to talk about the the directions on the package if you were to read the directions on any medication on any prescription on anything that you're cooking it's very important uh, that you read them so that you know how to prepare them you know how to take it the directions for love are found in 1st Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 through 3 it says this if I if you want to use love listen if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels probably talking about speaking in tongues that gift but do not have love I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal over it's not a great sound it's not a great sound at all is it if I was to speak in the tongues of men, if I was to use all the gifts but don't, do not have love, I'm like this clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy 
and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge and if I have the faith that can move mountains but do not have love I am nothing talking about the gift of faith talking about the gift of miracles it you it they're they're wonderful gifts but if love isn't dripping from it, it is nothing verse 3 the last direction, if I give all I have away, if I give all I away to the poor, give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I don't gain anything. It must all be done with love. This is what he's saying here today. None of these graces of prophecy or giving or faith are worth a hill of beans if you parade them now I don't know if you ever heard that saying but they're worth not much if you take credit for them that God deserves or use them without seasoning them and letting them drip with love in summary the directions would say this your gifts will not be effective without love thank you for being with us we're going to talk about uh, two other things and we'll be back in just a moment a happy Valentine's Day uh, we're glad we're all together in this way we're glad we have this opportunity usually I say peace but I'll say love see you in a minute sometimes my wife gets mad at me for behaving wrong in her dreams That ain't fair. I had a horrible dream last night. You wanna hear about it? No, I'm gonna tell you anyway. A grizzly bear was chasing me through the woods with his teeth. He was going to eat me. And you did nothing. You just sat there and you didn't do a thing. What was I doing? You were playing poker with a rabbit. That's what you were doing. And that's the thing, you would do something like that. You would play poker with a rabbit while I was being eaten by a bear. Luckily, a giant unicorn came and saved me with his laser horn. That's how I saved, not by you.
want to talk about something very pure and what's in love. The ingredients would be found in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. This is the part that most of you know. It's very familiar. It's in songs. It's in weddings. And it says this, love is patient. Love is kind. Put in there yourself. Put your name in there. Stephen is patient. Stephen is kind. Tom is patient, Tom, whatever your name is, put in there, Christians are patient, Christians are kind. If we could just get this, these two sentences figured out, I think we could turn the world upside down for Jesus. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. If you disagree with them or you agree with them, you don't dishonor, it's not about us, it's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Well, that makes me so angry. That makes me so mad. And often we'll say, well, it's a righteous indignation. Jesus turned over the money changers' tables. I'm just like Jesus. But be careful because rarely do we have righteous anger. Usually our anger is found in the flesh and it's because of a lack of true love. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Well, remember what she said last January? Remember what he said in November? Remember what this person did? Remember how they lived? It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Um, sometimes we delight in evil and don't even realize we're enjoying it because we're fighting about it. But... Um, Really, it's delighting in it. Do not delight in evil. Have nothing to do with it. Instead, it rejoices when you find truth. So if you say there's not a lot of truth around me, when you do find truth, when you do discover truth, rejoice in it together. Rejoice in it together. Truth is maybe... Uh, hard to find these days but you can find it and most of the time it's found here most of the time it's found through relationship with Jesus rejoice in that and then it says um, it kind of covers a lot of ground here by saying this in verse 7 it always protects it always trusts it always protects it protects it doesn't have uh, prerequisites first. I will protect you. I will trust you when this, this, this. No, it always protects, always trusts. It always hopes. There is fear in the world often in these days. And the Bible says that there is no fear in love. So when you have love in your heart, you're always hoping. You're never you're never uh, disheartened and hopeless about the future. Um, it always hopes. And then lastly, uh, at least in the NIV version, it says it always perseveres. Another thing that Christians have a trouble doing. Uh, I talk about grit often and we have a hard time persevering, being faithful. Do it, do it, do it. Faithful, faithful, faithful and then you'll see fruit. We think it's like this, faithful a little, fruitful a lot. But really it's faithful a lot, fruitful a little. The more faithful, 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 you will be fruitful. That's something I learned as a kid through a youth pastor that spoke a lot to me and you probably uh, heard, heard the, same, the same sermon.
Um, a couple of quick things here. Paul is grabbing the attention of his viewers, of his readers, because they were used to hearing the word love in a different context. He's using the word love um, with the, the original uh, word that he used here was agape, which means a divine kind of love. Stay with me, stay with me. Because Greeks were used to using love, uh, phileo love. They had lots of different words for love. Today, we pretty much only have one word. We say, oh, I love you so much. Then we come to church and we pray and we say, Jesus, I love you so much. Then we go later at one o'clock when Rizzuto's opens uh, and get some ice cream and we say, oh, I love this. We don't have different words, but they did. And the word Paul's using is agape. And they usually they use the word phileo or eros, which meant romantic love or, or friendship love. Now he's getting their attention by saying, no, not friendship love, not romantic love. I want you to agape love one another. Saying this, the kind of love we're going to need in the church these days. We're growing. People are coming in from all over the place. It's the beginning of the church. The kind of love we're going to need these days as we grow with all backgrounds and political stances, because they were, they were all over the gamut in their po po politics. Hmm, that's similar to us today. No matter where you stand on issues and politics and opinions, it's not based on, listen, how others treat you. The simplest concept in the whole Bible, you learned this as a kid. It's not based, this agape love, this divine love, is not based on how others treat you. This kind of love is not even based on what is fair and what is not fair. It doesn't matter if someone's wronged you or if they're proud or if they're um, self-seeking. This kind of love Paul is calling the church to do, to show, is based not on how others are, but how God has treated us. How God has treated us based on what he did when he gave his son, his only son to the world, not just to live, but to die. That's what this kind of love is based on. He's making a point that these are certainly, um, they're, they're natural ingredients, but they're divine. They're natural made in heaven. They're agape. The ingredients in four through seven, Paul says, there is no artificial junk in these. It's not a little bit of romance, a little bit of friendship that can be shifty at times. It's a spiritual love we are to display coming from the example of Jesus dying for you and Jesus dying for me. <laughs> Drop the mic. That's the ingredients, Paul says. And then finally, I want to quickly talk about one other thing before we close today. Um, the other night, I was uh, getting ready to go to bed and I went into the refrigerator. I grabbed the milk, I poured it in a cup, I put some ice in it. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not, but I like to. And I took a big drink. And as I was, as I was about uh, a second into it, I realized this milk does not taste good. In fact, it was sour. 
and I smelled it and of course it was and then I went to throw it away no I actually shut it put it back in the fridge and let Cynthia experience the same thing the next morning now that's real love no but the point I want to make is that um, it's really important that you check the expiration date on whatever you're drinking eating or using Often when we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of his presence, listen, um, in present times, people will say, well, the Holy Spirit was for a different time. Uh, the gifts were not for the church now. They were for back then. Logically, I would say to this, then why did Jesus give them? That's just my logic. Um, if Jesus says that we're to uh, be amazing for him uh, and that the gifts are there to build up the church, then why would he say we don't need the encouragement anymore today? The, church, the gifts are for today. But I want to give you some real evidence, and that's from the word of God. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will end. They will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is the gift of knowledge, it will pass away. All of these graces will end at some point. Verse 9, for we know in part, we prophesy in part, and it's important and it's, and it's useful, but it's in part. Verse 10, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. Verse 12, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Their mirrors were like metal, uh, pieces, of, pieces of metal, and they weren't like our mirrors. Glass mirrors weren't invented till a long time later. But he's saying, you know how you look at a mirror, it's kind of nice, but it's not completely clear. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. Verses 8 through 12 are an evidence to the church today that the spiritual gifts, the spiritual graces, the spiritual things are for the church now until it's time to be over with or until Jesus comes back for us. Here are some of the phrases it uses and all these phrases, if you study in the Greek, are phrases about when Jesus comes back for his people. I see nothing in here, theologians that study this and look at this, see nothing in here that says it was for a time in the early church and then it was to disappear. These, these phrases are very clear that it's talking about when we get to heaven, when Jesus comes back for us. Look at this phrase. When completeness, uh, completeness hasn't come, but we see face to face when we are fully known. Do we see face to face yet? Did they see face to face in those days yet? No, no one has seen face to face until we are fully known. Until you make it to heaven or until Jesus comes back, will you see face to face? So the expiration date is, it has no expiration date. Love is important, at least until Jesus comes back. But wait, there's one more verse left. What does it say? Verse Corinthians 13, 13. These three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Saying that um, maybe those will cease, but these three will remain. They'll always be with us, even when Jesus comes back. And the greatest of these is love. So in summary on 
this Valentine's Day. Can I say this? Love is the most spiritual thing you can do. We like to look spiritual. We like to act spiritual. Uh, we think that coming to church, we think that carrying our Bibles with us, although these will get you a star in kids ministry and your star will turn into a coin, which will turn into buying some prizes in the, in the store at church. They are not the most spiritual thing you do. The most spiritual thing you can do is love. The price is free. It's a gift. The directions, let it be sprinkled throughout every other grace and thing you do. The ingredients are divine. It's the kind of love that's not based on how others treat you, but how God treats us. And the expiration date is when Jesus comes back. And then even after that, the part uh, that is love will still remain. Now, this would be the time in our Sunday service where I would say, would you stand with me? Maybe church or couch or something and I'm gonna say you can stand but you can lay on your couch because you're at the private of your home but I want to close here um, by saying uh, a few things a couple of challenges a couple of applications to our lives maybe you have never received this gift of love or maybe you have walked away from this gift of God's love I want to ask you, do you need it today? This is the perfect opportunity, even at the, in the private and the stillness of your house, of wherever you're watching, to receive God's love. You understand I didn't say earn it, I said receive it because it's a gift. Let God give you this gift. Just say to Jesus, and maybe you just wanna close your eyes with me or just focus on God and say, Thank you for sending your son to the earth to show me true love. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, and I want to be a part of your family. I want to live for you. I receive your gift of love today, and I confess you as the Lord of my life. It's that simple. What an awesome gift. Maybe you know the Holy Spirit is convicting you today when we were talking that you need to do a better job at how you act in love, how you show love, especially when nobody else is watching because that's the most important times. When you're showing off and you're being your best you uh, in public, um, that doesn't say as much as when you are in private because your private life determines, shows you who you are in public uh, eventually. So maybe you would say today, I need to do a better job at acting in love. Maybe on Facebook, maybe on Twitter, on all of the social medias, maybe uh, in person, in the grocery store, you think you don't know anyone there, you can act how you want to. Maybe when you're taking out the trash to your neighbor, uh, often we think that uh, no one sees us, but that is a perfect opportunity to show love. Maybe you're in the private of your home, you think nobody is watching, you're talking to someone, it's hard to understand them on the other line, and you treat them in a way that you shouldn't treat them. Maybe they're the customer service girl or the customer service guy. Show love. It's not based on how they treat you. Remember that. It's not based on how your neighbor treats you. It's not based on uh, 
well, this is what I think about their opinion or their stance on this or that. It's based on agape, how God treats us. It's not based on how they treat us. It's based on how God loved us. It's a high bar. Let's reach for that high mark together. Would you welcome today, not a special guest that you haven't seen before, but would you welcome into your home today, into your heart today, into your family, uh, the Holy Spirit to do a work in you of his divine love. We say, Holy Spirit, come right now, wherever we are. There's a new song out called House of Miracles. Lord, I pray that each one of our houses would be a place that miracles happen, that the gifts are apparent, that manifest themselves, not just in our own homes, but in uh, our homes and our hearts, that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost wherever we go, that everywhere we go, people would see love drip from our conversation, from our actions, from our even our thoughts inside, that we would invite the Holy Spirit to clean house in us, make us a house of miracles, make us a house of uh, the manifestation of the power of love that comes from the Holy Spirit, from the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let us be fruitful. Let us first be faithful and then let us experience your fruit, and we invite it into our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day. Love. Peace. Thanks for joining us for the Sunday Service Live Experience. We hope you were encouraged today and reminded that God is for you and the Holy Spirit is with you. If you made a new commitment to Jesus today, we'd love to celebrate with you, and we would also love to send you some resources to encourage you. If you'll text the word New Start to the number below. If you have any prayer requests, praise reports, or just would like to talk to someone, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Giving online is a great way to help us reach more people with the love of Jesus. We encourage you to take a moment right now and set up your reoccurring gifts or give a one-time contribution. Thank you so much for staying faithful to worship God with your tithes and offerings. And finally, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can stay informed on our broadcasts. We can't wait for the day that we are all together in one place lifting up the name of Jesus together. I'm Reagan, and for all of us at New Song, we say thanks for watching. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.